You are listening to The Political Performance with Casey Bertaki on WNTH 88.1 or The Political Performance, the podcast. Hello and welcome back to The Political Performance hosted by Casey Bertaki on WNTH 88.1. This is a weekly debate and discussion show covering multiple different national and global political issues. My name is Casey Bertaki and I'm the host of this show. Each week, I'll have one or two guests on my show to dis- to discuss or debate a certain topic. If you're interested in coming on the show, please email me at thepoliticalperformance at gmail.com. While the political performance itself is not a politically biased show, our guests will be sharing their opinions. There are multiple sides to every issue, and the political performance does not endorse or side with any particular views. With that being said, let's get to the show. Today's topic is September 29th's presidential debate. Here with us today, we have political enthusiast Reed Jaybird. Welcome, Reed. Hello. We also have joining us Henry D'Souza, a public forum. And all right, so we'll start with Henry. What are your initial thoughts on the presidential debate? I think it was kind of a train wreck, and it was sad to see that our politicians have kind of come to this. What about you, Reed? Um, I agree, um, especially because I've never watched a, a presidential debate before. Um, so seeing this is my first one was sort of, it was nerve wracking in a way uh, to see the leaders of our country doing this. Um, what was your biggest takeaway from the debate? Read. Sorry? What was your biggest takeaway from the debate? Um... I think my biggest takeaway is that these two people that we have to vote for are, neither of them are really, in my opinion, qualified. Um, Both of them, they just sort of decided to resort to personal attacks instead of focusing on the facts. Former policy debater for the New True Debate team. Henry, welcome to the show. Uh, I'm going to be asking each of my guests questions about the debate, and they can discuss or debate it themselves how they want to. So let's get started. Henry? I mean, honestly, like, I think my biggest takeaway was kind of like, we have one candidate who has, within the debate, been entirely unpresidential, has... uh, potentially, and a lot of people agree with me on this, has kind of signaled to white supremacist movements to, like, stand by almost, has threatened to delegitimize our election and to not accept the results of the election, and has continuously denied science and done things that were against the public interest involving the coronavirus. And our other candidate is Joe Biden. So it's kind of my takeaway. So while he may not be perfect, it's like, I think he was definitely better in the debate. Uh, That brings me into the next question. Would you say one candidate won or lost the debate? No. I think they both lost. Uh, I agree. I I think they both lost and neither of them did a very good job. Um, I think the biggest loser that we took out of this was actually the American people. 
Um, I mean, that was far from a debate. That was more just insults in a way. All right. Um, what was your favorite moment from the debate? I personally really liked it when Joe Biden looked at the like camera and tried to speak to the American people. It felt a little more separated from the debate itself and kind of focused more on like, you know, us as an American people, which was a welcome change from what was appearing to be just everyone talking about themselves. Yeah, um, I think in the second, at least the second part of the debate, Joe Biden seemed to sort of control himself better and uh, deliver more like direct responses, uh, like you said, and more like thoughtful responses to the questions. Um, How do you think Chris Wallace did as the moderator? And do you think that he showed a significant amount of bias? I think he did the best he could. I mean, he was trying to wrangle a president who has historically not been the best behaved in debates. You kind of forget that he acted relatively similarly in 2016 against Hillary Clinton. And on the flip side, he had, you know, he just couldn't really actually control anything. There wasn't much he could do. He was kind of relying on respect from both sides to control the debate. And when he realized that wasn't going to happen, I think he kind of just like, he couldn't do anything afterwards. But I think he was definitely biased against Trump, in my opinion. I think a lot of his questions that were, like when he asked a loaded question against a candidate, more often than not, it was against Donald Trump. Yeah, I mean, he did, I think he did a fantastic job for what he was given. Um, The debate, everyone was predicting, I mean, to be a train wreck, but no one really could have foreseen what actually happened. I think Wallace did as good of a job as he could to try and wrangle it in. Um, and about the bias, I mean, I guess he was, he was, um, he was somewhat biased uh, against President Trump. Um, like Henry said, asking him more loaded questions, more like, yeah, more sort of attacking questions. Whereas Biden sort of, they weren't as uh, attacking. Um, all right. So what sort of message do you think that the debate sent to the American people? I think it kind of like sent a message to us saying like, we need to be more politically involved because this is what our nation has come to. We're not in the best place. Uh, if, it's, if this is the darkest hour, that's honestly better than it getting worse, which it appears to be uh, going towards. So we as a country need to unite and vote and do something to make our country great again and kind of like back to what it was and not just this divided train wreck where it's people screaming at each other and a global pandemic is raging. Yeah. Um, I think it really just shows that like we need change. Like these are two, these are really our two best options that we have. Um, and then people like Joe Jorgensen, uh, she's very composed. She's a very good debater. Um, and then, but she really won't get any votes because she's a third party candidate. Um, America has always been split between Democrat and Republican, uh, candidates. And I believe that people should run based on their ideologies, not based on set to one political party or another. Uh, Henry, do you have any any thoughts on the third party candidates? I don't think it's a good idea. I think 
the issue is right now, the Republican Party and the Democratic Party are both split amongst themselves. For the Republicans, we have kind of like two sides. There's like the Trump base and more like far right conservatives. And then we have groups like the Lincoln Project who are moving towards a more balanced Republican Party that was capable of working with the Democratic Party. But on the other side, on the left, we have kind of like the AOC and Bernie group where like they're a lot more like far left. And then we have the more moderate Democrats, which are typically older people, but who are kind of more like Democrats from, say, the 90s or the early 2000s. Do you think that the debate changed anyone's votes or had any influence over undecided voters? Yeah. I, I think so. I mean, I I know a lot of people online have been like really more so than like there's a lot more negative reaction to Trump's behavior than Biden's. And I mean, I can speak from experience. I have a really good friend who was a staunch Trump reporter or supporter up until that debate. And if there's any other Trump supporters like him, which were kind of like Obama supporters uh, in, say, 2012, but Trump supporters in 2016, uh, almost all of them have now, I think, either decided to go against voting in general for this election or move towards Biden just because of Trump's behavior. So I don't think Trump won anyone over. I think he just bolstered his base. Well, Biden definitely gained supporters, if not for his own merit, then because of Trump's lack of merit in that debate. Yeah. Um, and when I, I when I finished that debate, I was thinking there's no way anyone could get anything out of this debate because it was that horrible. And then I sort of uh, asked around and talked with friends and I got a lot of the same consensus that Henry did, um, that it was actually a defeat for the president because um, a decent amount of people moved towards Biden's side as like he was sort of like the 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 quieter candidate, like the nicer candidate. And people like to see that instead of someone who is completely out of line and misbehaved. So, Reed, um, would you consider voting if you could vote? Would you consider voting for a third party candidate for this particular election? No, I think for this particular election, um, because Donald Trump is the current president and he's going for a second term, I think a third party choice is indeed a vote for Donald Trump. Um, if I could vote, I would vote for Joe Biden. Um, just for the sole reason that all of the things that the president has said and done in his in the four years he's been president or the three and a half years that he's been president have been completely out of line and have quite shocking some of the things he said. If um, we had a, as you said, traditional conservative candidate who was more of maybe a Mike Pence type, would you vote for Joe Jorgensen? Um, I think a lot of it really depends on um, like what the what everything looks like going in, like the polls. Um, are they sort of a, a returning candidate? Like I said, um, it all it really sort of depends on everything around it. But I do think I would be more likely to vote for a third party candidate had the um, conserv had the conservative party been like sort of a traditional candidate. All right. 
So with the debate in mind, who do you think will win the election? I know it's a very loaded question, but like your predictions for right now. Henry, why don't you go first? Uh, sure. Honestly, I don't think it's, I can't say it's going to be Biden for certain, because while I think Biden gained a lot more supporters, and I'm positive he'll win the popular vote, uh, the presidency and our government in general has been moving towards a lot of voter suppression policies in the past six months or so. And I just don't know if there's going to be enough like legitimacy to the election where we'll actually have our country's will represented again. I think, and especially in swing states and stuff with mail-in voting, it's very possible that there are going to be ballots that are purposefully lost or not counted. And it's there's a high likelihood that Trump could end up winning again out of sheer voter suppression and making it impossible to have our voices heard. Yeah, I agree. I mean, both parties uh, in the both parties in the debate were saying stuff about how they've seen ballots on the ground, like they've had stories about ballots being on the ground with one certain name or a, or another certain name, and it's it's impossible to know whether the result we get on November third is going to be an accurate one. Um, and I think especially with the coronavirus and a lot of mail-in voting happening, we are going to get a lot of voter suppression, like Henry said. And it, it really, it's really not going to be, um, it's not going to be good for the country because no matter who loses, they're going to complain about voter suppression. And this is how many ballots were lost and such. So with that in mind, do you think that, and this is for either of you, do you think that mail-in voting is a good decision to make? I think if you can go vote in person, you should, because that's the safest way for your vote to be counted. But if you really, for, like, you have no safe uh, of it, like way to personally vote, then you should mail-in vote uh, if that's your only option. But unless you're seriously at risk and you have no protective measures, you should vote in person. I think it's just the better idea. Yeah, I agree. I mean... Mm, mail-in voting has always been a problem, like losing ballots, and it's just going to increase with uh, more ballots being handed in, or more ballots being mailed in. Sorry. Um, so if you have, if you have like the, if you have the physical health, if you have the ability to go in and vote in person, you should a hundred percent do that. All right. Um... So out of all of the issues that they covered during the debate, which issue do you think that uh, each candidate responded to, or you can pick a candidate, responded to the most effectively? Sure. Uh, I think uh, the best like response for Biden definitely came from either uh, like the white supremacy topic where Trump basically told uh, the white supremacist group, the Proud Boys, to stand by uh, and likely signaled them. Um, and and also, like, his response to the coronavirus, and instead of focusing on the economy, really speaking to the American people and, like, empathize, or empathizing with how a lot of people have died and focusing on saving lives rather than the economy. Um, whereas Trump's best moment was definitely when uh, Chris Wallace asked, Biden about his position on the Supreme Court and whether or not he's going to staff the court and Trump really jumping on Biden for not answering again. I think that was probably his strongest moment. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I agree with uh, I agree a lot with what Henry is saying, um, especially on that Proud Boys moment. That was very, um, that was very good by Biden. I also think the way he talked about his son was extremely heartfelt, um, and it it actually uh, it actually made me want to vote for him a lot more. Um, sort of touched a place in my heart in a way. Um, as far as Trump's best moments, um, I think he really did get under Biden's skin a lot in the debates um, and sort of in the first half made him play by his play by Trump's rules. Um, just sort of uh, like Trump had said going into the debate that he wanted to he was going to attack Biden personally. He was going to uh, like bring it to a bad place. And I think he successfully did that for the first half of the debate, at least. All right. Um, with the, um, the whole discussion over Joe Biden's sons, do you think that Trump felt any remorse um, after making fun of Bo Biden, who died of brain cancer in 2015? None whatsoever. I think, if anything, he felt better after, like, really making Biden feel bad about that because... I mean, on Biden's side, that must have been just horrible to feel. The man's lost his daughter and his first wife in a car accident. Uh, Bo and Hunter were both injured. Uh, Hunter had a drug problem and has been attacked by the right for prior election. And Bo, after serving his country in, I believe, Iraq, died of brain cancer. So having all that happen and just having his son insulted like that, that must have just really crushed him. And I think Trump felt great about doing that. Yeah, like I said, he had um, he had previously stated he wanted to take the debate to a dark place. That was his plan from the beginning. Um, and I think getting Biden vulnerable like that was something that he really wanted to do from the beginning. Um, and I think that was a success in his mind. Um, like he sort of he he brought the debate to a place that he really wanted it to be. But do you think it backfired at all? And made I, him look. Um, I do think it did backfire because, um, like Henry said earlier, um, a lot of people, a decent amount of people, shifted towards Biden's um, campaign, um, as like the sweet candidate, the quiet candidate, um, just like a nicer person in general. And I don't think that's what the president was expecting when he sort of made those remarks about uh, Bo and Hunter. Yeah, I mean, like Reed said, uh, by attacking Biden's family just so cruelly, I think a lot of people were really turned off by the president because that's just a real low blow. And I think a lot of Americans expect politicians to kind of be above that, at least more than they are. Uh, so by hearing all that and seeing all that, I think a lot of people turned away from Trump. So it kind of ended up like his action defeated itself in purpose. All right. Which issue are you most concerned about for this election? I mean, I can't really pinpoint one. I think the two that I stand by the most are like the division of our country around uh, black lives and white supremacy. And then also the coronavirus and the pandemic as a whole. I'm really worried about how white supremacy has been growing in our country a lot in the past few years. And 
I'm increasingly worried about the pandemic with every day that we seem to be getting almost worse in a way. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Uh, two of the big to- talking points that Chris Wallace brought up um, were obviously coronavirus and uh, racial justice in the U.S. Um, and I don't think, to be honest, I don't think either of them had a very good response to that. Um, what with Trump attacking Biden and Biden not really laying out very many plans um, for either coronavirus or like getting uh, getting Black Lives Matter things to uh, Congress and to the Supreme Court. I think another thing that could be like very um, another thing that could be uh, a big problem is the abortion uh, debates. Uh, pro-choice, pro-life. Um, I, Amy Coney Barrett, I believe, uh, is anti-Roe versus Wade. So with a six to three majority on the Supreme Court, the Republicans could possibly overturn that and make it a state issue. Uh, but yeah. All right. So as I'm sure most of you listeners know just a few days after the debate Trump tested positive for COVID-19 and um, is now currently being treated at Walter Reed Medical Center in Washington DC so does Trump getting the coronavirus influence your perspective on the debate at all and the fact that how does the fact that neither candidate was wearing a mask make you feel? I don't think it really changes how I saw the debate. I I mean, as a whole, I thought it was kind of almost karmic. It's still sad, and I, I, um, I don't think anyone should have the virus happen to them. It's just a terrible thing. But, I mean, the president has been refusing to wear a mask and going inside closed spaces without a mask. So I, I do think it was only a matter of time. However, I think in terms of the debate, it's kind of left my perspective unchanged. Um, though by neither candidate wearing a mask during the debate, I was a little frustrated because I think that was just a health risk for both of them. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I I went onto the I went onto my TV thinking I would see like a a ten foot apart debate with like masks, and you can still hear someone very clearly in a mask with a microphone, and that is not at all what I got. Um, what I got was two candidates like not wearing masks and it really it really confused me in a way because this has been such a huge um such a huge like struggle to get um to get people to wear masks and I would think that in a presidential debate you would want the leader the two possible leaders of your country to obviously be wearing masks and like demonstrating like leading by example basically so what are your predictions for wednesday's vice presidential debate between kamala harris and mike pence i think it's going to be a lot more ordered uh like i don't think we're going to have a screaming match this time because at least unlike pence's side he's not going to be like interrupting people the entire time uh and i think the same goes for kamala uh i think we're definitely going to have a lot more kind of clash within the debate they're going to be engaging each other at least the same amount, maybe more. But I think it's going to be a lot more policy-focused. Um, and as for, like, say, like each candidate's performance, I honestly cannot say. 
Um, though I do think it's definitely going to be a better debate for the American people. I definitely agree. Um, I think that a lot of points were brought up by many uh, news channels, such as muting other pers- other people's mics uh, while one is supposed to be talking. Um, and I know they'll be spaced, I think, twice the twice the distance apart. Um, and I do think it will be civilized because um, I don't think Pence is as brash as uh, President Trump is. Um, and I also think uh, Kamala Harris is also more composed than either of the candidates. Are you, are either of you planning on watching the vice Definitely. presidential debate? For sure. I think you should watch as many debates as possible to get informed. What do you think the experience of being an audience member during the debate was like? I think it was, I can't really say for sure, but it must have been something really unique and special. Like seeing, like, I think a lot of us watched the debate or at least watched clips of it. And the amount of kind of like disgust that I think most people watching it felt must have been amplified by being there in person, just seeing it happen, you know, in person, like, it definitely must have just kind of been amplified of like an amplified version of what it was like to watch it on a screen. Yeah. I mean, it obviously none of us were there. Uh, we couldn't really say, but I think like Henry said, an amplified version of what we saw on the screen, just sort of discussed at what, what it became. Moment during the debate, angered you the most i know you've both said uh a lot of things made you mad and confused but overall if you had to pick one moment that just really 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 made you angry what would it be definitely trump refusing to condemn white supremacists for i mean again he's he didn't do it in 2017 during like the charlottesville events he didn't do it now and it continues to enrage me especially when he practically signaled like I said, the Proud Boys uh, white supremacy movement, instead of denouncing them, it just, it was infuriating to see it again. Because, yeah, it's just really bad. Um, I think personally for me, I came into this debate, I'd seen things leading up to it saying, again, Trump was going, Trump was going to take it personal and Biden saying, I'm going to, I'm going to ignore the president. If he does that, I'm going to stray away. Uh, and I think the thing that disappointed me the most was less than 10 minutes into the debate, um, Joe Biden went against his word and sort of retaliated against the president. Um, I knew what Trump was going to do, and I thought I knew what Biden was going to um, return. Um, but then once once Biden uh, retaliated that first time, it just it just sent down a, a sort of avalanche of personal attacks and just chaos which time which uh, of trump's comments specifically are you referring um, to i think it was very early on in the debate um trump said trump uh attacked biden for something and biden said i believe it was will you shut up man uh and something like that and that i think sort of sent the debate into a spiral a lot of people have spoken about possibly moving out of the country if Trump is elected for a second term. 
Do you think that anyone would actually reasonably do that or go to that measure? I don't think anyone would do it. Like, we'll have the same amount of people who moved to Canada or X country in 2016 do it again this time. Maybe a little more, but I could not possibly, like, believe that more than a thousand people would do it. I think a lot of people just say it to kind of express their dissatisfaction with uh, Donald Trump, but I don't think anyone's actually serious about it because ultimately it's hopefully only four years of that if it happens versus relocating your entire life. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think the only way we would have a mass like sort of emigration from the United States would be if something massive, some, uh, some massive right gets overturned, such as LGBTQ rights or, sort of uh or like the uh roe versus wade as i said earlier i think trump winning alone would not cause something like that to happen um yeah um did either of you watch the 2016 debates between donald trump and hillary clinton um what did you think about this debate compared to the last trump was worse but by no means was like Trump good in 2016. I wasn't too surprised on what he was doing uh, because he was still really bad against Hillary Clinton. The difference was she didn't really respond to him. She remained more composed in my opinion than Joe Biden did um, either due to like societal expectations and like the double standard of women in politics or because simply because of like more self-control. Um, so like, whereas Joe Biden was like, will you shut up, man? Uh, Hillary Clinton would just uh, stand there and grin while Donald Trump said that and just try to keep on going with the debate. So I think Trump definitely had to like, he upped his game on terms of like how aggressive he was towards the other candidate, but it wasn't that different. It was just kind of more extreme. That's all the time we have for today. Thank you, Reed and Henry for joining us. And thank you all for listening, whether it's through Spotify, Anchor, or WNTH 88.1. Remember, there's multiple sides to every issue, and it's always interesting to talk to people with different perspectives. I'm 